1: the most successful change leaders of today doing that makes them stand out welcome to inside transformational leadership our program is produced by the institute for transformational leadership at georgetown university we'll explore the inner game of transformational leadership sharing insights from renowned leaders and faculty from our world-class leadership and coaching programs now from georgetown university here is this week's host Good
2: morning. Thank you for joining us. I'm Leanne worster nafey I'm a faculty member here at the Institute for Transformational Leadership and your guest host. We really have a unique program this Monday. Our topic is a close look at how transformation happens. And we're going to use our own experience here at the Institute as a, as a learning lab by talking with Kate Ebner and her capacity as our executive director. So we're turning the tables. And we're inviting Kate to move from the host of the show to the guest chair as we look behind the scenes and learn what building this institute has taught us about transformation. So welcome, Kate. It's great to be in this conversation with you this morning. How you doing?
3: No, very well, Leanne. Thank you so much for for being the host and for inviting me to do this. I'm really excited about it. <laughs>
2: Me too. And before we dive in, I, I do want to share a little bit about your background and, and set the context, just like we do for all of our guests. So I've known Kate for many years. We met back in the leadership coaching program. She was a student, and then we were on faculty together. And I think that's been like 12, almost almost 15 years ago, Kate. And um, ever since I've known Kate, she has had this deep knowledge and experience and Passion and curiosity about leadership development and change and transformation. Um, She's a leadership coach, an entrepreneur, an organizational strategist, a frequently requested speaker, and a thought leader on the topic of change and transformation. And since 2012, Kate has been leading. Our initiative to build the Institute for Transformational Leadership, which is a center for learning about leading change that was originally envisioned by the faculty of Georgetown's coaching program. So, Kate, as you know, we like to begin these conversations with hearing a bit about our guest story. So, uh, would you tell us about your journey? and what brought you into this work and world of transformational leadership in general and maybe even here at the Institute?
3: Oh, I'd love to, Leanne. That's a great big question, so let me think about where to begin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I think that I grew up in a very small town in northeastern Pennsylvania, in a place where when people thought about what they would do for a living, they thought about things like being a teacher or, you know, maybe being... um, you know, work, working for the county or, or working on the roads, you know, so the mm-hmm. kinds of jobs that um, are available in a small place. And I mentioned that because um, when I go home to my hometown, um, not much has changed in that place. And so to be in the world as I am working on transformational leadership and transformational change is a, it's a, it's a really a journey from a place that that has in some ways stood still in time and in other places really represents the changes that have happened in the world. And so I I may reflect back on that as we go. Um, My, my path was um, into, um, into college. I went to a liberal arts college. I went to Middlebury College where I majored in English. I was instructed um, by my mother who was a teacher to try not to be a teacher because she thought I might be able to do something else and I didn't know what you did with an English major Leanne so <laughs> it took me a few years of um, working in a variety of of roles uh, public relations and communications um, actually worked as a, a personal chef uh, for, for a family for a little while and, and as, as, a, as a chef I really wasn't sure what to do with my deep love of stories my love of um, of uh, people and my real interest in Uh, how things happen in the world and uh, was, you know, found my way into strategy consulting at an early age where I encountered the world of business for the first time. And what I loved about that role is it taught me how to talk to people about anything. My job was involved primary research, calling people, cold calling people to learn about their work and about how they, how they did things um, as part of our strategy projects. And I discovered that People really love to talk. They're really doing interesting things and that I was interested in understanding how the world worked, particularly the world of strategy and business. Um, I got a call then from my alma mater and was invited back to Middlebury to um, step into the role that my mentor had held directing residential life. The college at that time it was the early 90s was kind of poised for growth and my mentor was retiring. So I was very young, but very fortunate to be able to work with him and learn a very powerful, transformative leadership style from my mentor. Um, I stayed there and led a transformation for almost a decade. And the college at that time had a bold president, President John McArdle, and a vision of a transformed, uh, decentralizing of the campus, which at the time was very centralized. I was tapped to co-lead with a colleague named Tim Spears um, the, uh, this, uh, the launching of a vision and the transformation of that college um, from one way of operating to another. And that's really the work that woke me up to the power of real visionary change and what happens to people and organizations when um, change is desired and change is possible and change is (laughs) resisted and Mm -hmm. and yet the vision is worth doing and so that's really how i got into the work of um leading um from vision all the way to to um to reality Um, i moved back to dc i became a chief people officer at a the same strategy consulting firm. This time, my job was to turn their vision into a plan through the, the people side of their business. I did that for eight years, went to Georgetown, where I um, earned my coaching certificate long, long ago, as you mentioned. Yeah, too long. <laughs> very long ago, and then became uh, involved with, um, the, with the coaching program as a faculty member. And what I loved about becoming a coach is that it allowed me to combine my deep understanding of um, how hard change can be with my own background in leading mm-hmm. significant change, you know, with um, the one-on-one and the and the small group work that I really love to do with leaders. And so it all kind of came together and, um, you know, that's, that's my own path to transformation and to transformational change. Um, and as I listen to myself tell that long story, Leanne, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm thinking that um, I'm a good example of somebody who grew up in a in a small place with a family that said you could do anything mm-hmm. and just let my learning path unfold.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's been quite a learning path from uh, academia, a step into sh- being a chef, right? Uh, business. Um, now you've got your own business and you're working across all kinds of organizations and not only here in the United States but worldwide. I think that's important for the audience to know as well. So how did we or who or what inspired you to be our executive director of the Institute for Transformational Leadership? How did you land in that role?
3: You know, there was such a yearning amongst the faculty of the coaching program to do something bigger and more. And I think that's probably because, as you know, uh, Leanne, all of us who teach in the leadership coaching program also are practicing coaches working in the world with leaders. And I think we knew that we needed something to offer leaders who crave the kind of learning that our coaching program was offering but didn't necessarily want to become leadership coaches. So I think the faculty had... Uh, 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 you know, I'm saying the faculty as if it's one person, it was actually 48 people. But I think there was this uh, deep desire uh, spoken by so many of pe- so many of us, like what else? What else could we do? What would happen if you know? So there was a lot of that kind of conversation, and um, really, we have to credit um, J- Julie Shaws and um, Pat Matthews for hosting a visioning day back in May of tw- 2011. And our faculty came together, and we had a wonderful um, facilitator, Corey Deal, who brought, brought us into a process. And out of that day, we created what are called future possibility statements. And these statements were everybody's best expression at that time of what might be possible. And those statements, I remember, we had we collected them all, and I remember looking at them and thinking with Julie and Pat, what do we do with these? And Realizing how powerful they would be if we actually combined them, so we turned them into a word cloud.
2: <laughs> I and remember out of, that word cloud.
3: Yeah, we still we still present that word cloud because what what's so astonishing about taking these future possibility statements and putting them into the word cloud is, boom, our mission as an institute yeah. was evident because, as you know, with the word cloud, the larger the word, the more people said it, and the word transformation was the biggest word, along with um, leadership and global and community and learning and love Mm -hmm. and a number of other words so it really it all it all came together through that first um retreat and we had the good fortune of uh the presence of um our dean at georgetown edwin schmierer was present and he really encouraged us to um not only think big about what we, what we could contribute, but actually to make the connection to Georgetown and its Jesuit values, which really, um, in particular, the idea of men and women in service to others and care of the whole person. Um, those are just two of the values that we seem to suddenly understand that our work is a wonderful expression of Georgetown's larger mission.
2: Thanks for that walk through the history. You know, I had forgotten some of the elements and some of them were kind of right there underneath the surface like the word cloud. And it has been amazing to see that that visioning day and those future possibility statements really come into fruition and still be out there as elements on our website even to describe the program. So I just want to make sure before we step off from here and keep talking about change and transformation and our own experience and learning, that we're really clear on what is ITL for the audience.
3: Well, the the Institute for Transformational Leadership is now five years old. Um, we are a community of leaders and leadership coaches who are interested in um, learning together how to lead in the 21st century and in particular how to lead you know how to become the leaders who are capable of meeting the kinds of challenges that we all face right now um, the, this fast-paced um, globalized, Um, complex world that we're working and leading and living in Um, we offer right now four certificate programs for people to come and actually have this experiential learning the the anchor program or the foundational program of course is our leadership coaching program which is now in its 16th year and approaching its 50th cohort Mm. Um, kind of a real milestone Um, that is amazing Isn't it? It was founded in 2000 by Chris Wall, who still is part of our faculty, teaches in the program, and is a real source of inspiration. Uh, We also now have our, it's called the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership. And this particular program is for people who don't necessarily want to become coaches, but really want to take their leadership to the next level. And they are, are, it's it's a fascinating program, um, deeply experiential. Maybe about half of the content is uh, reminiscent of the leadership coaching program, except instead of teaching um, coaching skills for the purpose of mastering coaching skills to become a coach, we actually teach uh, the the principles of transformational leadership, and then people really are practicing that in their own own organizations. Um, They're applying it, and they're learning by doing while they're in that program. Uh, We have our third certificate which was just launched this year and that's the certificate in facilitation and we thought about calling it the certificate in facilitation and design because this is the only facilitation training program in the country I believe that teaches not only um, how to facilitate but also how to design experiences this Mm -hmm. is a program that's perfect for anybody who convenes other human beings so you don't have to be a professional facilitator you could be somebody who gathers people for meetings you could be a leader who wants to mm-hmm. do a better job you know and then finally the the, f- the fourth one is called our health coaching uh, certificate and this that's particular our newest one isn't it yeah that's well they 've actually been around now for a few years our facilitation okay. our newest one but they were founded outside of ITL and have just mm-hmm. come on board as part of our Our portfolio of um, certificates. And this is, uh, I think, a truly innovative and visionary coaching program specifically designed to help people who want to um, help others move toward great health and well being. And it's uh, real, it feels a great need in our healthcare system and a great need that people have, especially as they're recovering or seeking to recover their health. So those are the four certificates that we offer um, at at ITL. And we, of course, have graduated many people. And I think, as you know, Leanne, we have about 1,500 people who've gone through our certificates and who are actually now a graduate community. So when you come to one of our programs, you don't just Mm -hmm. come and go, you know, thank you, I got my certificate. You actually um, become part of a community of, of Engaged people who continue on to do retreats and conferences and other things that that are sort of an outgrowth of what the institute is doing.
2: Yeah, I would say that would, that's one of our distinguishing factors as an institute for for higher learning is that graduates are able to, if they want, continue in this network of of um, other graduates and can. Um, share resources, and they still stay in learning and in community and partnerships in all different kinds of ways
3: right exactly I mean we have as you know a, our, our graduates created a Yahoo group, kind of a listserv and you know hundreds and hundreds maybe as many as a thousand now people are on that and you can put a question out to the group and instantly you know people will come back with helpful resources and answers and that's just one of the kinds of things that happen after you've graduated we have a wonderful um, we've done wonderful conferences and uh, regional retreats in the southwest and maine um, you know around the country Uh, again all organized by our graduate community so it's Again, we're a community of, of people dedicated to learning how to be the, the leaders that the world needs right now.
2: Yeah. And we also have um, advanced courses, individual courses, and I, I think that I would say it might be interesting to just say a few words about the customized
3: programs
2: and keynote speakers because I don't know that a lot of people know what's available, and would you oh.
3: take a minute or so about that? Yeah, that's right. I think we just have a minute to the break, so I'll make it really quick and say that um Organizations often contact us because they want to bring our faculty into their organizations to do custom programs. We do have done custom conferences where the theme is transformational leadership and we're working with... um, you know, a company that's hosting a conference or a, a field. Um, we have many faculty members who are outstanding keynote speakers, and that's available through the Institute. We also are exploring research and really working on a research agenda around what is transformation, how does it happen, what is the impact when a leader changes and becomes transformed, how does that affect an organization? So we're looking at some really great um Potential research coming up, and then we do some short programs. For example, the facilitation course has a two-day kind of a teaser that you can actually try it and see if you like it. Learn from ray Ringel, our instructor. Um, We offer a course on called the Coach Entrepreneur. That's about how to start your own coaching business, and that's um, been a very successful small shorter program. We offer another short program called. uh, it's been called um, leader as coach or coaching skills for managers, um, and that that happens usually twice a year. Again, a two day version, and we partner with organizations like um, Google's Search Inside Yourself um, Leadership Institute. To we were actually their debut presentation on the East Coast was with the Institute for Transformational Leadership. Is that all, really? No, that's all. <laughs> that's, that's all we get a lot of interesting calls every every week, you know, and, and I have to tell you that our our vision is really of of what we call being a force multiplier in the world. In other words, it's not just our program, it's actually the ripple effect mm-hmm. of what people are learning and doing and you know, we're very eager to support leaders who want to make a difference. I know we're coming up on the break, Leanne, but thank you for the question.
2: Well, thanks, Kate, for walking us through all the aspects of ITL, and we'll pick up with this when we come back from our break. My guest this morning is Kate Ebner. I'm Leanne Worcester Nathy. You're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership. We'll be right back. <music>
4: Bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now, toll free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
1: Founded in 2012, the Institute for Transformational Leadership, ITL, is an international center for inquiry, research, and education about the nature and requirements of leadership in the 21st century. Our mission is to develop and sustain worldwide communities of transformational leaders and leadership coaches dedicated to awakening, engaging, and supporting the leadership required in the world today to create a more sustainable and compassionate future. We currently offer three cohort based certificate programs, the ICF accredited certificate in leadership coaching, the executive certificate in transformational leadership and the certificate in facilitation. We also offer a range of ICF-certified advanced coach education courses for experienced leadership coaches. For more information about our programs and how to apply, visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. Email programs at georgetown.edu or call
4: 202-687-7000.
1: Listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please send an email to ITLPrograms at Georgetown.edu. Here again is your host.
2: Welcome back. Thanks for being with us today. You're listening to Inside Transformational Leadership. I'm Leanne Worcester nafee and we're talking with Kate Ebner. We've turned the table on her and instead of guest hosting, she's our guest and we're talking about um, her experiences um, as a change leader and her capacity as our Executive Director at the ITL. So Kate, thanks for starting us off by telling us about your personal journey in this work and now we've just You walked us through where ITL, the Institute for Transformational Leadership, started with the programming and where it is now. So we've covered a lot of ground, and I'd like to talk with you now about your experience in leading that, because it's been five years, and we've gone from one certificate program to now four, to an academy for higher ed, to conferences, to customized programming, all those things that you mentioned. And I'm wondering, what what have you learned as you've led us through um, this change process?
3: Wow, what have I learned? That is such a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you with that in any way? <laughs> yeah, No, I mean, I, I, what have I learned? I, I think, you know, for me, the exciting thing about the Institute for Transformational Leadership is that, You know, our mission is so clear and in some ways so pure. It's a wonderful attractor. It attracts people who want to make a difference. It attracts opportunities. It has um, been understood easily by so many people. So I think one thing I've learned is how important it is to be able to articulate a clear mission. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that the next thing is, of course, our vision. Our vision is to create this hub of, of learning, you know, but not just learning top down, but learning sideways and learning bottom up, you know. So the idea being that we're not trying to um, tell the world, here's what transformational leadership is, here's how to do it. We're actually, like you said early on, Leanne, treating it like a laboratory where we're learning from the students, the students are learning from each other. Um, And every iteration of everything we do is a reflection of the learning that came before. So Mm -hmm. I guess what I've learned is an enormous amount about, um, you know, I I feel like I'm a lifelong student probably of how do you take a vision and turn it into reality. And I've learned that um, that what I already knew, which was that it's not only possible, but it's entirely doable. And it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of... um, teamwork and when I think about our our successes I, I have to immediately go to uh, the power of being a community dedicated to the vision right from the get-go you know so as much of, of the leadership work as I've done' we've, we've had success because there's a, a, a core group of people and, and an expanding group of people who really care about this and many have made huge contributions including the program directors.
2: So this change is um it can be hard um, it can be um, um, a, a, it's a circle rather than a straight path or a path that goes in one direction and maybe zigzags as it it's it's heading right so there's there's so much that can happen along the way that can be um, hard, unexpected, challenging um um, change in resources, change in directions, um, change in available staffing—right, so many things as, as you're as you're leading toward that vision. And I'm wondering, what does that require? What has that required of you? And what is it required of of like staff and faculty and even students as we are in this growth? and this,
3: this building of an institute. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, what, what is it required of, of me and others? Um, you know, I think that when you start down the path toward a vision, you you start down the path with some ideas about how to begin down that path. You know, so I, I often say when I'm teaching visioning work that once you have the vision, you stand in that future imagining that you're already there and you ask yourself to get here what would I have to do you know starting immediately and in that way using kind of a backward planning approach you start to move toward the vision um, you know year by year month by month you know really taking steps that when added together will take you to the place you want to go mm-hmm. and for all of that I think in the beginning. We had so much to learn about Georgetown University's School of Continuing Studies, where we're located. We needed to understand how to make things happen in that system. And I think we made some false moves. You know, the first year we thought the key to success was putting short, affordable programs out that people would love to come to. And and what we failed to understand is that we didn't have the marketing support internally at Georgetown to get the word out and actually get those programs enrolled. You know, so we revised our strategy to be uh, focused on these anchor programs, these big, important certificate programs to really get our footing. Um, But that was, you know, that was a year and a half of learning and um, course correction. So I guess one thing I've learned and that I I think about quite a lot is how critical it is to be adaptive mm-hmm. when you are leading change. You have to be able to, to never lose sight of where you're going, but stay very uh, wide awake about the reality that you're in and um, make sure that you're making adjustments so that you, you actually can be effective um, right now on the path to that vision.
2: So you know when we're when we're um, <clears throat> I'm going to go personal here, Kate. <laughs> when we are uh, working with leaders, I often, as a coach, will talk about being in condition to lead, right? Um, and so I'm wondering, how do you keep yourself in condition? Because being executive director of the institute is but one role, one hat you wear. You have your own thriving business in the D.C. area. I mean, you're a, um, a mom. You are active in your community. I mean, you've got a lot going on. So uh, then you're the executive director of this um, institute that's um, still in its infancy, I guess, on its way to useful adolescence, maybe. Um, yeah, how do you stay in condition to lead? Hmm. Huh. You know,
3: I'm kind of laughing. If you could see me, I would you'd see I'm smiling. Going, thanks, uh, yeah. Leanne, for asking this question. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, I believe in what we're doing, and that's a huge source of energy for me. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm passionate about it. I am confident in it, and I want to help make it happen. And so I think, you know, I guess the first thing is that it's not an effort, it's a it's a it's a fire that I feel inside mm-hmm. me that really motivates me um, and I would say that you know the other thing that I consciously practice is um, mindfulness in my work and in my life in other words I'm really paying attention to what's happening with me and with others and I try to really be in the present moment you know not not stressed and overwhelmed with planning, you know, really available to the people I'm meeting with and people I'm talking with, um, really available to myself as a resource. And, you know, I I think I first learned this in our leadership coaching program, and we continue to teach it in all of our programs, um, how to use mindfulness to really um, stay attuned to yourself and the effect that you're having. And I've figured out, Leanne, the times where I need to step back or Mm-hmm. rest you know rest up or regain my sense of humor or <laughs> whatever's <laughs> needed you know and, and I, I I think I guess the third thing I'll say is I get by with a little help from my friends you know I have wonderful colleagues who are a, a circle of support I- ideas uh, fresh thinking so I'm not doing this by myself
2: how and that's so you said a lot there you talked about passion it's um, not an effort so you really feel Feel this fire in your belly. And I want to underscore how important that is, and that's something that we do in our work with leaders when we talk about, like, what is your commitment or your declaration here? And for the sake of what does it matter? Because if you can really get to the why behind it and get it into a heart and gut level, that can sustain you, right? That can energize you through the tougher times and the more demanding times. So I think you said something that was really important. I wanted to underscore that. In addition to mindfulness, in addition to having good friends and you have a strong family and a lot of support around you. So thanks for letting me go there with you because I think it's an, an important question and one that as coaches we always have on the radar screen with the leaders that we're working with, right?
3: Yeah. And you know, Leanne, as I think about that passion, I also, I also am aware that sometimes that passion can be a blind spot, you know, sometimes,
2: you
3: know, you know, sometimes you're pushing a rock up a hill and you're so passionate about what's at the top of the hill that you, you're not paying attention to the fact that something about your approach is too difficult Mm -hmm. or something about the situation is, um, causing more, more stress or strain than, um, than it should. And so I think that, I think I've had to really learn that if something's too difficult, the Mm -hmm. timing may not be right, or it may be that we have to sort of put our passion um, aside for a moment and really look and think practically about where we are and what we need to do, and I think that, I guess what I'm saying is, from a leadership perspective, I've I've really learned how to balance passion with pragmatism. Mm.
2: Balance passion with pragmatism—that's an important distinction, right? Because I I think about passion as um, energy and like forward momentum, right? Um, and um, pragmatism. To me, is more of a, of a mindful engagement, like using get my head back into things, mm-hmm. and maybe a letting go, and, and of of an
3: acceptance versus pushing. So that's that, right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we we in the vision work I do, we have a part of the process where we we say, you know, tell yourself the truth. You know, what's true now, mm-hmm. and I think that question. What's true now is a really important question for leaders, bec- including myself, because we tend to want to round up, you know, and see things through rose-colored glasses and say, you know, it's hard now, but if we can just get over this hump, we'll we'll be there, you know. Sometimes we have to tell ourselves the truth about our situation, about our resources, about what's actually happening, um, about the feedback that we're getting, and if if you can't take in the truth... In, in a clear-eyed, open-minded, open-hearted way. Mm-hmm. I think as a leader, y- you can be really, um, you know, you're probably in for a fall further down the road. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's a lesson I've learned along the way.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: advance,
2: advance, advance isn't right. always the best way.
3: No, and, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we, in our leadership program, we teach, um, we teach the work of... Um, of uh, Peter Sengay and Otto Schwarmer, the theory you work mm-hmm. really about letting go, not knowing, and then letting letting come. And I think, I think that's how change works, right? When you start to move towards something, you actually have to let go of something else, and then there's a whole period where you're not sure what's going to happen, even though you feel like you should know. <laughs> and then things start to emerge, things start to move again, and so it's it's an it, advance, advance, advance isn't a realistic. Description mm-hmm. of leadership, I don't think.
2: Well, how do you talk about um, I think this is a really important point too for for leaders. How do you talk about that with your tribe then? Meaning with 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 you and you know and um, yeah, how do you how do you up or do you? Like, you know, maybe we need to step back here, folks. Yeah. We you know we've made some p- mistakes. Yeah. we're not on solid ground like how 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 do you do that or should you do that
3: you know that's it's it's a great question i like that should should we do that you know and i know we just have a couple minutes so i'll i'll try to be brief but um i mean as a leader i believe in in transparency right i i believe mm-hmm. that it helps people to know where things are where things stand and to be oriented in the necessities of the The moment, you know, I also believe it's important not to frighten people or be an alarmist or, you know, shout doomsday. Right. Part of leading people is helping helping everybody see the same picture and understand what's the most important priority. You know, so when I think about theory U and sort of this idea of letting something emerge, the a really simple way of understanding this idea of um, letting it come versus just pushing. Um, is my my mentor back in back in my history my mentor gave me a latin phrase called festina lente it means make haste slowly Mm. and sometimes we'd be pushing so hard to make something happen and he would just say you know kate festina lente let's just let's just step back and see what what's going to happen next and so you feel like somehow you've got to Mm-hmm. You know, you know, push so hard to make something happen. sometimes, festina lente, making haste slowly, still urgent, still a priority, not letting go of it, but giving more space for reflection and for observation and for telling yourself the truth. And then usually the next obvious thing emerges.
2: Well, that sounds like a great reminder, Kate, as uh, and you're going back. so the power of a mentor that many years ago still impacting. You're thinking and you're doing as a leader today. It says a lot about that mentor.
3: Yeah, he was phenomenal.
2: Yeah. So uh, it looks like we're coming up on our second break. So we will pause here. This is Leanne Worcester-Nafee. I'm talking with our executive director, Kate Ebner, and we'll be right back.
1: is an international center for inquiry, research, and education about the nature and requirements of leadership in the 21st century. Our mission is to develop and sustain worldwide communities of transformational leaders and leadership coaches dedicated to awakening, engaging, and supporting the leadership required in the world today to create a more sustainable and compassionate future. We currently offer three cohort-based certificate programs, the ICF accredited Certificate in Leadership Coaching, the Executive Certificate in Transformational Leadership, and the Certificate in Facilitation. We also offer a range of ICF-certified advanced coach education courses for experienced leadership coaches. For more information about our programs and how to apply, visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. Email programs at georgetown.edu or call 202-687-7000. Listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please send an email to ITLProgramsGeorgetown.edu. Here again is your host.
2: Thank you once again for being with us today. I'm Leanne worcester nafey and I've been talking with Kate Ebner, the Executive Director of the Institute for Transformational Leadership. And we've been um, focusing on the Institute and, Kate, your experience in, in leading the, the birth and development of the Institute. And when we were headed to break, uh, we were talking about a piece of advice and counsel that you had gotten uh, from a mentor long ago about making haste slowly. So um, I wonder if you, what's your guiding thought? I mean, before we segue and uh, into a different um, direction here, what's your guiding thought as a leader working with change?
3: You know, I guess my. You know, I I, I used to listen to that show on NPR, the the segment called "This I Believe," and I remember. Listening and thinking. Okay, well, what do I believe? <laughs> and my my guiding belief, and this is really true of of my life, but also of of my leadership approach, is I believe, and I've always believed in the the phrase, um, "Yes, you can," and it's a message I got from my mother mm-hmm. and my father. It's a message that was actually spoken in our family and I'm hoping that for people listening that there's something out there that you want to do or that you want to bring into being like our institute has done that you will tell yourself yes I can and that there are people around you who will say yes you can and will support you in taking those steps because even though it is hard and even though there will be setbacks, there will be obstacles, there will be moments where you feel like you're not sure if your vision can, can be made real. Um, I know from personal experience that um, you can realize your vision for yourself, for your organization, for your community or for the world. Um, and the process of committing to this will change you. And that's one of the principles of transformational leadership is that actually working on that that transformation working toward what you really want will have a life-changing effect on you you'll grow and you'll become an expanded uh you know wiser more aware more capable version of yourself no matter what outcome develops so i just wanted to offer that leanne in response to your question because i think if there's one message i really want people to hear from me it's You know, it's natural to have trepidation and to be afraid, but be the one who tells yourself yes. Mm. I I
2: really appreciate what you're saying there, Kate, and I appreciate that we've been able to pull the curtain back. Right? We've talked about um, what the Institute is, how it came into being, um, what it is today, um, and some of the challenges that you faced and we faced, and um, how you how you've walked through that, and some of the things that um, have helped you with that have helped you be in condition to lead have uh, have helped you help us um, maintain that momentum and that excitement toward the toward the vision. I think that's really important. And I, I've got to say. Uh, for the listeners that, you know, you talk about transformation means change. And, and we are not the faculty today that we were when we started five years ago. And um, I mean that in a positive way. We've always been wonderful, right? Wonderful, smart, caring, passionate uh, people. And we are in a different place as a faculty, and it's, it's very exciting. Because I think we need to be, in order to serve the leaders, um, that are coming to us for their development and education and growth, which I think is a great segue, if I say so myself, <laughs> into um, the last topic for this morning. And then I'm curious what we're learning from your perspective. So we're, what are we learning from the leaders and the organizations that we've been engaged with in our certificate programs, our courses, and, and our custom programming what are you seeing, um, and and what trends are you
3: spotting, Kate? Well, I guess I want to I want to simply say that um, the people who come to our programs um, often come thinking, you know, it, it's expensive. I'm not sure if I have the time. I'm not sure that this is for me. You know, I've had people say, you know. You know I was pretty nervous coming into this. Uh, we have very senior executives come. We have people who are rising stars. We have people who are who are asking themselves big questions, you know, all walks of life. And I think what I have learned and what I see universally is that our curriculum across each and every one of our certificate programs translates very effectively to the human being no matter what circumstances. It's, it's incredibly helpful and often life-changing for people in the programs. So I guess that was one of our, our, you know, laboratory questions was can we take some of what we're doing in the coaching program and teach it other ways in other programs? And will people still have the life-changing experience that really sets them up for the future they want? And the answer is yes. That's great. And so, I mean, that is, that really is... really important th- in it? The- For us, it is, right? Because it's a pretty big claim to say Institute for Transformational
2: Leadership. (laughs) How are you doing with that? Yeah. I
3: mean, every time I say it, I think, you know, that's what we mean. You know, is that really happening? And, you know, I think one of the big questions that we see people wrestling with in our Transformational Leadership Certificate Program is, um, wow, like I'm seeing the world with new eyes. Mm -hmm. I can see new possibilities. How do I get my organization to come with me how do I wake them up how do I apply this and is it really okay for me to be different and stay in the same environment or do I need to leave it Mm -hmm. and you know what we like to encourage people because this is the real world right it's it's this is about you as a human being growing and expanding and becoming you know more of your gifted self right and not abandoning the thing you've been working on but actually bringing that to the thing you've been working on and that is challenging when you feel like you're you're new and changed and the people around you are the same the organizational culture is the same so we're really looking at the impact of the transformational leader in the environment you know during and after the program and i think what we're learning from the students is that the ripple effect holds up right? one person can make an enormous difference. it takes courage. It takes being willing to give yourself a voice and speak about your what you believe and what you see, and it takes a willingness to um, to let people know that you're that you're aiming high, you know that you're going for something else. Our students are doing that in their organizations and um, what they're meeting with is... Um, often a resounding yes, you know, people are saying, hey, you know, you seem different and I'd like to be a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. so so that's pretty exciting. I mean, I think one of the most important things we're considering right now to answer your question about sort of what's important in our agenda based on what we're seeing, we are really concerned with what's happening in the world right now around race, mm-hmm. around um, social justice, um, related to inclusion and and belonging and how the world works um, in our country and in the world more broadly. And so we're uh, doing a lot of thinking about how we make sure that our programs are reachable and accessible to people um, Mm -hmm. and also that they are um, providing the kind of learning and support that um, leaders, leadership coaches really need in order to um, make a positive difference in a very complicated environment right now.
2: Do you have any, um, I don't know if this is fair, but you can tell me if it's a fair question, um, any ideas on where we might go with that? When we're exploring. Is there anything that's kind of on the burner that you might be able to mention? or?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we're really looking at... Um, We're looking at the composition of our faculty. We're looking at the curriculum in each of our programs to make sure that we're actually um, building and incorporating um, some content into that curriculum that speaks directly to this. Um, I think we're uh, looking at how we, um, how people access our programs and sort of how our, our price point works, you know, And, and I think we're, uh, interested always in reaching people who um, may not even be aware of the work we do. We've had a wonderful um, incoming call from uh, a group of um, women leaders in Somalia who are interested, for example, in having us um, teach leadership coaching to Somalian women as a way of making them change agents in their society. You know, we're really looking at, okay, how do we from the United States make that happen? You know, so there are many, many angles and ways that we're looking at this.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to, that's, that's the, um, what's the word? That's the influencing um, back to the faculty, right? We talk about mm-hmm. we learn. We learn with our students. We learn alongside of them, right? So how can we make this happen? How do we translate mm-hmm. learning in a way that's going to work for these Somalian women, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do we... Um, how do we stand in their shoes in order to help them move in a different direction? So it's um, one of the things I find that is a distinguishing factor for um, the learning community at Georgetown.
3: Yeah, I think that's so right. You know, Leanne, today, this very day, we have such terrifying headlines from Dallas, you know, from around the country about um, killings and I I listen to the news and I think about the anger, I think about the fear that people have and I think there's never been a time where we've needed courageous leadership the way we need it now. I mean, certainly there have been times we've needed it as much but this is one of those times and so our mission to develop leaders who have the courage and the the commitment to create a better future, um, it's a, it's an essential part of, of what we must be looking at.
2: Yeah, I, I'm wondering, um, in the midst of all of this, because this is a tough time, socially, politically, economically, environmentally, how do leaders, how do we help leaders even sustain hope and maintain uh, um I want to say a positive outlook in order to minimize or brush over what is, but how do we maintain um, a hope for a different future?
3: There's so much good in the world, you know, and if you are a keen observer of the world around you, you will see far more acts of generosity and kindness than you will other acts. And I guess I'd like to say begin by looking better at at the goodness around you and supporting it and and, and begin to really listen and ask questions and and move toward understanding mm-hmm. instead of taking a position you know and hope comes from being with not from being isolated you know so I think when there's an opportunity to learn from another person whose experience is different um, inside these conversations, I think hope lives.
2: Right. So you just said something else I want to underscore. You said a lot of important things here, but hope comes from being with.
3: Hope yes. comes from being with. That's right. And, you know, we, we are going to figure this out together. We're not going to figure this out as soloists You know, so I would say, you know, I often say, and I know we're down to our last seconds here, but what I often notice is that we tend to become spectators of our society, watching to see what's going to happen next. And my invitation to each of us, including myself, is to step out of the out of your seat and actually be a part of what's happening. Mm
2: -hmm. You're reading my mind. I was going to ask you, do you have a question or two you leave us with for self-reflection? You're always good at this, Kate.
3: Uh, oh, I guess my 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 parting thought for for you is simply to say once again that you know you can do the thing you want to do. And this is a time when we are we are the people who are needed, right? It's not somebody else, it's us. Mm-hmm. This is our generation, these are our times, these issues are hard. Who better than us to take them on and to engage them and to bring our best to them and to learn from that process?
2: Mm. Kate, you've said so much, and um, it's been uh, provocative and inspirational and a real learning experience. I have enjoyed partnering with you in the conversation. Really appreciate you being here today. And um, you've been listening to Inside Transformational Leadership, sponsored by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll be back next week with another interesting conversation. So I hope you'll join us. Have a great week, everyone.
1: Thank you for joining us this week on Inside Transformational Leadership. Please tune in for another edition next Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our programs, please visit scs.georgetown.edu forward slash ITL. We'll talk again next week.